Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program. I am your host, Marcus Burgos. I'm so glad to be on the air again. The year is still pretty new, and so there's still a lot of time for us to make adjustments. We're still thinking about our resolutions. But you know what? There are things to remember. There are things to forget. And, and in the book of uh, Philippians, it reminds us, as Paul was, was addressing the people, and he says, you know what? I haven't achieved it. I have not gained everything. I'm not perfect. I haven't gotten to that place. But this one thing I do, and he says, I focus on one thing. I focus on forgetting and forgetting the past and, and moving forward. And I, and I love that because a lot of times we disqualify uh, our future uh, because of our past. And that is exactly the wrong thing to do. The reason why you want to dream for the future and, and change plans and do new things is because the past was not so good. Or maybe you thought the past could be better. And so we can't change the past. We forget it and we move on. And so today as we are sitting here still early in the year, Forget some of those things that have been taunting you, haunting you. Leave them back there and move on, move forward to what God has for you. Praise God. I hope that encourages you. And today I am encouraged uh, because I'm sitting in the room with another great pastor of our great city of San Antonio. And I say this often. I love the national speakers, the, the men and women that are even on our air that you listen to weekly. And they travel the world, they travel the globe, and they minister to thousands of people. And I thank God for them. Many have heard the good news by way of their sermons and their messages. But there's a special place in my heart for the local pastor, for the man, the woman, the family uh, that are here. They don't leave. They don't, they don't preach and jump on a plane. Uh, they preach and maybe jump in an Uber. And, and, they go, <laughs> and they go home, and you bump into them at the local supermarket. And, and, and guess what? When, when you get sick, they call you and they check on you and they're at your graduations and they, they're there living life with you. And I thank God for that. There's a special place for them because, because they answer our phone call. And when we have problems, we call them and they pray for us. And today I have the great honor, the great privilege of being here with Pastor Roy Farias of Alamo Hills Church. And, uh, He's, he's new to the area, and he, the church is not, hasn't been a year. We're going to talk about that, and I'm so happy that uh, we have new churches opening up. Sometimes we, we cry about all the churches closing, but this is a new church in San Antonio. And I want to welcome Pastor Roy. Welcome to KSLR. Yes, uh, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that great word, man. That really ministered to me and my heart and soul, so thank you. 
thank you for that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Uh, from pastor to pastor, yes. we, we, we surely we share and we uphold this city in prayer. Amen. And uh, this is our, our burden, this, this city. That's it all right. starts with this city. I mean, right? We, we, we're not limited to it, but right. it starts where we're at. Like, like we were challenged in, in Acts. We're challenged, you know, to, to begin here and then right. grow that circle. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about right now in our series. I, I tagged it Jesus in the Burbs, which is kind of a, a funny play on, on the suburban life. But yeah. yeah, we're sharing with our church that it starts on your street. It starts in your block. It starts in your apartment complex. It starts at the cubicle that you're in, that, that sea of cubicles at your office. Uh, Jesus placed us where we are for a purpose and for a reason. And I talk about how he lives inside the believer. Yeah. Uh, and so Jesus entered our neighborhood because he entered our hearts and we're the reflection of Jesus. Right. Jesus yeah. is here. Exactly. Because we're here. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so we are to be the hands and the feet. We are to do that. I love what you said in one of the earlier uh, uh, devotionals of this week. You said, take your, 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 your neighbor's trash in. Yeah. You know, do do something, right. be light, love on somebody. Right. You know, it's the it's the little things that really mount up. You know, it, it's uh, just waving to your neighbor as they uh, drive into their garage, you mm-hmm. know, or drive out of it. Uh, your friends that are your, your neighbors that are walking their dog, it's saying, you know, good morning. Hello. Good to see you. It, it, th- that's the light of Jesus that's shining through you. And they're able to see that kindness and that uh, joy and really that love that you have. And so, yeah, I even say, you know, if you see your neighbor's trash can that's been there for a couple of days, don't call the HOA. <laughs> Just bring it in for them. Show them some love. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's being Jesus uh, to the people who are around us. So needless to say, I hope my neighbor is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling the HOA. Just help a brother out. <laughs> cut, the, cut my grass. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that's, that a might be, that's a little stretch. <laughs> but, yeah, why not? You got an elderly neighbor. Go cut her grass. Why not? Why not? Praise the Lord. Let's yeah. be Jesus wherever Amen. we are. That's right. But uh, I want to I want to talk about you. OK, I want to I want to I want to know you. I want to introduce you to San Antonio and beyond. Uh, where where are you from? Where did you grow up? Tell me a little bit about your history. Yeah, so I'm actually from from here. Um, I grew up on the northeast side of town. Uh, graduate of Judson High School. All right. Our tagline was "Ofo for show." So there you go. <laughs> um, and uh, went to UTSA uh, for four four years uh, undergrad. And um, yeah, so born and raised in San Antonio, my wife, uh, she moved up from the valley when when she was in third grade uh, with her family (laughs) (laughs) and they didn't just send her up here. But uh, yeah, so very independent young girl. Right, right, exactly. From the beginning. (laughs) She still is. But uh, yeah, so they've been here for quite a while. They've still got family in the valley as well, but uh, have a large family here. Um, as well. So uh, yeah, we're born and raised here. We love our city. Uh, we love uh, the growth. I mean, yeah. my goodness, when, and we can get into it, but when I was asked if I would be interested in planting a church in Alamo Ranch, I was like, what is that? Yeah. And little yeah. did I know there are 70,000 people who live in Alamo Ranch proper right now, and it's going to be 120,000 over the next four years. So it's, it's pretty insane. I think a lot of us have had that experience in yeah. that area in particular. Right. I thought 151 ended. Right. You know, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, but it keeps on going. Right. And there's all these communities <laughs> back there that are very nice. And it's stretching through to Medina Lake. You wow. know, it's, it's pretty incredible right now. Growth. Growth. Tons so, of So uh, now, were you, did you grow up in a, in a, in a, in church? Are you a PK? 
How, how was that experience yeah, for you? Yeah, so I'd love to share with you um, kind of my faith journey. So I didn't grow up in church. Uh, we were kind of Catholic, which means yeah. that we went every now and then and uh, didn't even really go on Christmas because, you know, we're too busy uh, with the family and waking Easter, up late. Though. Yeah, yeah, we would go for Easter, but uh, I would kind of sleep through the service <laughs> until communion time. I uh, would get up and do communion and then go back to sleep. Yeah. So, um, but my mom always had... Uh, this sense of prayer. And it was always Mm. prayer to Jesus. It wasn't like prayer to the heavens or the universe. It was always specific to Jesus. Uh, But we didn't really know what it looked like to have faith in Christ um, fully in that way. Um, So... Like I said, I didn't grow up in church. My family, uh, my parents divorced when I was in kindergarten. Uh, it was a pretty uh, volatile divorce, but then mm-hmm. my, my parents d- learned how to co-parent well. Right. Um, so after, after kindergarten, um, you know, we, uh, I would see my dad all the time and uh, would spend summers with him, my sister and I, and uh, he remarried and I, have, uh, I had a baby sister. So I was so excited to be uh, yeah. a big brother. Um, and then uh, something unfortunate happened in, in sixth grade. Um, he passed away. Uh, wow. It was a, a major car accident when 1604 Marbach was totally desolate and dark. Um, he was driving home uh, with his family, uh, my stepmom and, and baby sister, and um, was in a head-on collision wow. turning left onto Marbach. He was only a few minutes away from home. And, uh, yeah, I just I remember the day so vividly. Um, I was in sixth grade and, and got the call from... Uh, the attendance office to come down. And of course, I'm excited. I'm like, yes, I get to go home uh, early and my friends have to stay at school and and my mom is just weeping. And so immediately I knew something was wrong. And uh, he lived for uh, for two weeks um, Mm -hmm. in intensive care. And um, two days after my birthday, he passed away, um, 12 years old. And uh, it was a really, really uh, difficult season. Uh, you know, it still is difficult. I'm 32 years old. And, um, you know, there are days when, you know, it's it's tough. Yeah, you it, miss that. It, it's yeah. still very, very difficult, um, especially being a dad now to my six-month-old Vera. Um, so uh, that was very tragic. And, and I was trying to figure out how to, how to deal with this. You know, like I'm 12 years old. Uh, I don't have a, a relationship with Jesus. I, I just kind of went off, went off the rails. I hit a, a depression at that young age. Uh, I developed obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, and, and truthfully, at that age, I, I started drinking a lot um, at, wow. at 12 and uh, just hanging out with the wrong crowd. Um, and then I randomly uh, showed up in church. I was staying the night at one of my cousin's house uh, over the weekend, and they were like, hey, we're going to go to church this weekend. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, and I could tell you, I remember, I still remember the pew that I sat in yeah. at that church, and, uh, and God just captivated me. The gospel captivated me. And uh, I responded. They At this church, they did altar calls to come to the front if you wanted to be saved, and and I turned to my cousin and I said, you know, I think that I need to go down there. And How she old was, were you? So at that point, I had just turned 13. Wow. So it was a year of just being lost and, and scared and sad and going, you know, speaking with the psychiatrists and the counselors and all these things. And uh, anyway, so um, I got captivated by, by Jesus at that moment. And it was like a 180. Like yeah. I stopped Every I stopped hanging hanging out with the wrong crowd um, and quit you know uh, drinking and all these things and uh, and really just 
you know, everything that I was reading in the Gospels was so fresh to me because I was like, wow, God loves me and yeah. and he wants me to be a part of his life and he wants to be a part of my life. And so, man, I remember staying up to like 2 a.m. just reading the Gospels of Jesus and um, hearing about uh, the stories of faith and really dived into church at that moment. And, um, and by God's grace, uh, I got to see my really my whole family come to faith. My sister, uh, my mom, uh, even my, my extended family uh, came to faith and, yeah. and professed their faith in Jesus. And so it was a very uh, revolutionary time for our family. And so this, this happened through your decision, your family coming to the Lord. Right. So they they saw you and, and they decided to attend as well or to go as well? I think what it did was it, it helped them to find their faith as well, like even, you know, my grandparents. Because, you know, I was very vocal about um, my commitment to Jesus and, and my trust in the Lord. And, and so we were able to talk about that more as a family over the holidays and things like that. And uh, it was cool to start seeing them inching further or closer, closer yeah. and closer to Jesus um, as years passed. Wow, so through a tragic period. Right. No, there's no other way to put it. It was yeah. tragic. Yeah. Uh, God stepped in. Right. And and turned it around. And, and your life is, you gave your life to him at, right. that, at that early stage. Yeah. And the family yeah. came uh, quickly after. Right. You know what, uh, Pastor, would you maybe take that little bit of testimony? I mean, I haven't heard all your whole story. Sure. But man, that part right there, uh, maybe somebody today is going through something. Yeah. You know, and they have no hope and they don't feel like they can get out of this. Right. And maybe they're having crazy thoughts. Yeah. You know, depression and all these things lead you to make some bad decisions. How yeah. would you speak to them today to, to have hope? Well, you know, I would want them to know that depression and anxiety is real. Uh, that feeling of loneliness and darkness is real. But you're not alone. There are other people that have felt this way as well. Uh, and they reached out for somebody to help lift them up. And, and even for, for folks who might be listening that, that know someone, I mean, just uh, on a few days ago, uh, there was this movement going on called, uh, Hi, How Are You Doing? And what, what they're trying to get people to do is to call somebody that they know that might be struggling with sadness or depression and check in on them and see how they're doing and, and invite them out to come with you or for you to come over and spend time with them. Let them know that they're not alone. And this is going to help bring them out of their depression and their sadness. Um, and, and Jesus, gosh, he, he came into to my life and into my heart. Uh, and it, it took year. It took a, a few more years of battling uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and, and times of depression. But every day, uh, Jesus showed Himself to me more and more and stronger and stronger, and He helped lift me out of that darkness. Um, and so, I just want uh, the listeners who might be struggling with depression and anxiety to know that that God is real. His light is strong and it breaks through darkness. Um, just continue to reach out to Him. Reach out to people who are around you. Uh, find an incredible counselor who loves the Lord that wants to guide you uh, in steps to see Jesus in the muck and in the mire and yeah. in the darkness and, and wants to break through uh, with his light. What I, what I have found in, in my experience, in my, in my life, is that when you have a, you have a particular experience— uh, and you have overcome, mm -hmm. or you are at least not victim to it, uh, you can then really turn around and help someone understand, because you understand what they're going through. Right. 
And so your ex- your experience, your testimony really becomes uh, a lot of times where God uses you. Right. So if you are listening and you are going through something that has you're struggling with depression, you're, you've lost, there have been a tragic experience in your life. You know what? There, there is a church in San Antonio that knows what you're going through. Am I am right. I am I too forward to say that? Absolutely, and and we're a church that really wants to uh, dive in with you, and uh, we talk about it all the time that we want to thrive together. That's our our passion is to thrive together, and and if you feel like you're not thriving right now, you know we want to come together and 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 help equip one another and be there with each other during the sad times, during the hard times, and during the exciting times. Like if your kid gets into the college that they've always wanted to get into, we want to rejoice with you and then uh, get you to Dave Ramsey to to figure out how you're going to pay for that college. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we we want to rejoice with you in the good times and we want to be there in the trenches with you, praying with you, fighting for you and with you. Um, and so that's that's really the, the community that is being built in Alamo Ranch through Alamo Hills. And uh, so we're really excited about what God is doing. And that's what church is. Absolutely. Church is a, a series of relationships right. that we build with one another. And, and we and we build these strong relationships that come hell and high water. Right. Because life is not always tipping through the tulips. It is not. Stuff happens. That's right. You know, and when and what do we need right then when it starts to to explode in our faith? We right. need Jesus. We need our brother. Yeah. We need somebody to pray with us, to cry with us, to laugh with us. Yeah. And so that's why that's why I love church. Right. You know, and so if church is so far and the preacher is all the way over there behind a, you know, behind a curtain somewhere, then that's not a relationship I can have. Right. But uh, which is my point of doing this program and of introducing San Antonio to you, the pastor, not just the church. But now that we're here. Yeah. Let's talk about the church. All right. Tell me tell me more about the church. The name of the church is Alamo Hills Church. That's right. And uh, tell me where you're located. So we are located inside the Santicos Casablanca movie theater in Alamo Ranch, uh, right on Alamo Ranch Parkway. And uh, it's really exciting. We love the space. It's funny. And when I share with people uh, where we meet, they're like, wait, you meet like like in the theater. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in theaters nine and 10. You know, we're not out in the parking lot with the tent. Like they let us inside, which is a really cool thing. Um, And so, yeah, we're having a great time meeting a ton of really uh, awesome people, whether they be moviegoers or or folks who are actually intending to come to the church. So we're having, it's really great. So, let me ask you that question. Yeah. Uh, you actually meet moviegoers at that time in the morning. They're yeah. going to the movies. Oh, yeah. And what's really cool is uh, it's all family movies in the morning, you know, because the kids uh, have probably okay. been up since six in the morning driving their parents nuts. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, let's get out of the house and, and, and go watch a movie. Um, so, yeah, we've been able to meet quite a few uh, new families. And so uh, when it comes to the church experience and you're talking about families. Right. Uh, you have two theaters. Yes. And so is one for the children and one for the adults. How do you how do you do that? Yeah, that's right. So we uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Casablanca. It is an incredible space. Yeah. So they let us use um, the lobby for our welcome center. So, you know, we get to utilize uh, their sofas and comfortable chairs in the lobby, not to mention the, the comfortable chairs in the theater. Try, I, in my sermons, I try not to put people to bed because sometimes they <laughs> recline. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> they recline these yeah, days. Yeah, it's too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, in theater, um, theater 9, we have worship. And, um, you know, we, uh, 
we utilize uh, all of the the AV. Uh, we bring in some stuff for staging and things like that. But yeah, we turn the theater into a, a venue so that we uh, can all connect with one another, connect with Christ through through music um, and the message. And then in Theater Ten is where we have the kids theater. So yeah. we uh, we have a fully functioning nursery. Um, with you know uh, zero to to pre K yeah um, and they're invited for the full hour uh, into the the kids theater and then we try to keep the elementary kids with their parents um, as long as possible I don't know if you've heard of Sticky Faith but it's this um, philosophy that shares how important it is for kids to see their parents worship yes. and sing praises to God, how important it is for, for kids to see their parents listening to a message or taking communion. So we try to keep them in as long as we can, um, and then uh, we invite them uh, to go to the kids' theater just right before the message um, and so, they, so that they can get a, a relevant, a relevant know, I re- I remember in my, my personal experience having one of my sons with me in in church, right? Because we came up, my children came up in a church where the children would go away. You would sign them in at the beginning on your way to the sanctuary, right? But in this particular instance, they were with me, and I remember from the corner of my, eye, he was standing right next to me. He's he's LMA, he's probably fifth grade, and I remember him kind of looking at me, and I'm I'm watching him from the corner of my, eye, and I and I raise my hands, and he raises his hands, yeah. And I sing a song, and he sings a right. song, and so he's learning church. Absolutely. He's learning how to have a re- how to relate to God and in worship, and how to do these things right. directly from his dad. And I was so proud. Yeah, you know. And so I, I truly believe in that in that experience, learning how to how to or teaching your children by what by what you're doing, because a lot of stuff is not just. Uh, taught is caught, right? Yeah. You know, so good. they see you do it, yeah, and and they learn from it. That's a, that's a great thing. That should not be a negative, right? Because now you get to teach your children, yeah, how to relate in church. Absolutely. So it, it's working really well for for us. We're getting uh, great feedback from the families who are coming, um, and then we always want to make sure that we take something home with the kids so that uh, the parents can continue talking about the message. Um, over lunch or throughout the week, uh, we truly we're, we're a church that has a ton of young families. I mean, why do you move to the suburbs in Alamo Ranch? Because it's clean, yeah. uh, it's new. They've got great schools. You can walk to the elementary, you know. And so, uh, our church is very much reflective of the community that we're in. And so, we really try to make sure that we're equipping parents. Um, and we're dis- helping disciple parents to disciple their kids as well. And we've got an incredible kids ministry team uh, that works hard all throughout the week to uh, impart the gospel uh, into the lives of children. So, well, I can see, I cannot see why anyone would not want to be there on Sunday. And so your son, your Sunday service starts at ten a.m. That's right. Every and Sunday, service ser- worship begins right at ten. Yes, so uh, it's an hour. We try to keep it uh, to sixty minutes. Um, so yeah, we are every Sunday at Santicos Casablanca at ten a.m. Uh, we've got a, a great partnership with Santicos. Uh, they've committed to us. We've committed to them. And so you don't get that a lot in church plants. In, in the church planting world, um, you know, the, the landlord can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, but Santicos has been really gracious to us so that we can offer the community uh, the commitment that we will be there uh, with them and for them every Sunday. So tell me a little bit, Pastor, about the dream. Your your church plant. You've been there for how many months now? Uh, just going on four months. Four months. Yeah. 
So you're you're four month old. You're you're you have an eight month old baby. Then and you have a four month old church. Wow, and, she's, uh, she's six months. Yeah. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> I know, wild. <laughs> it is wild. But you're a young man, and you have the strength okay. to do it. Uh, <laughs> but coffee. tell me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> thank God for coffee. Yes. Uh, tell me a little bit about the dream. What is the vision? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, our dream is really our passion is that we would be a community that really thrives together. Like I had mentioned, where we come together and not just. Sunday mornings, but that we truly see uh, life together and how important it is to, to live out our Christian faith together. But we also want to be inviting to those who are seeking, mm-hmm. who are, are reaching out for uh, Christ, reaching out for uh, faith. Uh, they're questioning what this life is about. We want to be a place where you can uh, ask those questions and that we can dive into the scriptures together and learn the mysteries of God and uh, a place where you would be willing to invite others to come and be a part of what God is doing through Alamo Hills. And so we're really excited. Uh, one of the, the great things about a church plant is that you do, you get folks that have never been in the faith, uh, folks that have been distant from their faith for a really long time. Or folks that have been hurt by the church, yeah. and uh, our uh, our community is reflective of of that as well. Of people that are from all different walks of faith, and we're coming together, and, and we're kind of figuring it out. You know, as we go, we're we're so young, so it, it's a really great opportunity for folks to be able to come in and even help shape the identity of who we are. But it'll always be rooted in Jesus, always in the grace. Uh, of Christ mm-hmm. and, and in his salvation. And w- when you read the scriptures and you see uh, what, what Jesus talked about, he talked about us doing life together, thriving together, having a great time all along the way and inviting others to come and have a good time with us as we are wanting to, to share this experience of Jesus. So why don't you do that? Invite San Antonio to church on Sunday. Yeah, we would love to have you. Where, wherever you go, we're in Alamo Ranch. Uh, it's kind of hard to, to miss the theater. It's so massive, but it's not just what we do on Sunday mornings either. Uh, it's all throughout the week. And so I would invite you to go to our website at alamohills.church. Find us on Facebook and on Instagram as well to hear about the exciting things that we have planned for our city, uh, for what's going on in our neighborhoods. In the summer, our our staff team is planning a really awesome uh, backyard Bible club, which is like a a VBS. And so we want to be in the community with people, uh, finding out uh, what's going on in our city and and reaching them there, not just asking people to come and find us. We want to come and do life with you as well. Thank you, Pastor Thank Roy, you. for being part of this program today. San Antonio, I want to invite you one more time. Get on the highway, 151-1604, and get over there Sunday morning, Casablanca, uh, Alamo Hills Church at 10 a.m. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.